What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new rendition of the VoxCast. I'm here with Youth United, who are going to tell us a little bit more about the organization, what they do, what they're interested in. So, guys, can you go in a round and tell me who you are? My name is Karis Johnson. My name is Muhammad Hashem. All right, my name is JT Williams. Awesome. So, um, can one of you please tell me what is Youth United? Uh, Youth United is a uh, volunteer-based service organization that uh, uses high school students to basically organize, lead, and participate in volunteer projects around the greater Atlanta area. And we try to benefit the youth and their families to ensure that everyone has a uh, an equal opportunity at future future things and to be able to progress in their life. Interesting, interesting. So can you tell me some of the community service opportunities that you guys have done? Uh, so we just have like a care package where we just like have, a, we prepare packages for homeless people and with food and snacks so they can like use them whenever they want and they're all non-perishable so they can use them as long term and short term and I feel that's really important because like all people should feel like they're part of the society and community and no one should feel left out. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, JT, you have anything to say? Another uh, community service organiz- uh, event that you've done or uh, participated in? Um, recently I wasn't here for this but we had a event where the teens went and talked to college students and learned about the things that they might need to know coming out of high school, going into college, and just basically getting an understanding of where they're at and where they need to be. Cool, cool, cool. So you three are all Youth United leaders, right? So how would you want to initiate change in your role as a YU leader? I feel that's really important that the board is composed of, like, teens because I feel that teens can relate to other teens and you can, like, actually talk to them and make them join the community service, like, project. Mm-hmm. You can relate to them, like, on a personal level, so it'd be easy for them to, like, join a community service. I think being able to get out and talk to people in your community, uh, communicate ideas, uh, give ideas and get them back, uh, I think uh, being a leader is... To the group that you are trying to lead uh, to be collaborative uh, and get these ideas and make something better out of them. I think cool. that back and forth conversation is like really important because you need to know like what's the real issues that plague the society so you can address them. As a leader, I decided to join the Youth United Board because initially when you're applying, you have the choice to be just a member who just volunteers and you have the choice to lead. And I decided to lead because I thought that would give me an opportunity to impact others in ways that I wouldn't be able to do as a member. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. So we all know about the governor's race is coming up on November 6th, right? Yep. So um, say if we were put into the shoes of Stacey Abrams or Brian Kemp, what's one thing that we'd want to improve in Georgia? I feel the education and that like when you solve the education problem, everyone is going to be better off. Because I feel like lack of education is the source of everything. Like you're homeless because you can't find a job because you didn't receive an education. I think that's, like, the teens are the future and, like, children are going to, like, lead the country later. So I think it's really important to focus on education, mm-hmm. and specifically, like, primary education. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, mine was about education. I think that if we we focus on um, the, the quality of education, a lot of students are, you know, passed on to the next grade or 
pushed along just to get along, mm-hmm. but they aren't receiving the actual uh, quality education they need. Exactly. Uh, I think focusing on, you know, getting better teachers, better programs, different things inside of schools to help kids get along. And even if it means they need to stay longer or whatnot, we need to make sure before they get out there already uh, to, to go into these jobs, to go into these colleges, because a lot of times they are sent out and you can't come back. So they get stuck in a place where they can't go anywhere. Um, I agree with Karis and Muhammad. And I feel like through education, they should improve it because you have students who can't learn the same way as other students. Because basically all we do in high school is just sit in the room and just hear something that a teacher says all day. But some people can't learn that way. A lot of people actually struggle with that. Mm-hmm. You have students with like ADHD and all these attention problems, and they have a hard time staying focused. And all they're doing is just sitting there all day, just staring at this board, and it's not what they need. They need something possibly hands-on. Maybe they need to be alone. It, it just needs to be changed so it's more personalized for students. And, you know, we're talking about education and how education can sometimes be used as a form of discrimination. Um, There's been a lot of talks about how education actually stops, like, black students from learning, whereas white students more excel in environments where they have um, better education, better educational opportunities and things like that. So in your communities, in your schools, wherever you guys go often, can you describe a time where you've witnessed discrimination? I mean, personally, in, like, North Atlanta High School, I don't know if it's, like, based on, like, discrimination or, like, just, like, it, it's get used to it. But, like, IB, IB program is, like, an advanced program that benefits you in college. And it's mostly composed of, like, white students. Yeah, definitely. And regular classes is mostly composed of black students. Yeah. And then, the like, the better teachers go to teach the IB program. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the regular classes are left with, the, like, the, like, the bottom tier teachers. Yeah. So. Yeah, I actually... Uh, agree a lot about that because I'm in the IB program at North Atlanta High School so in my class you have like what three four black people and compared to the other 15 whites that you have in the class and you know some of that is because black people they don't learn the same way that white people do the advanced classes um the advanced classes the tutoring the stuff that the white people get we don't have those opportunities in our neighborhoods in our communities wherever they go so that's a lot of that's a lot of the problem too and i think that we really need to focus on that uh karis or jt do you have anything else uh really relatable because i'm in the ib program as well Mm -hmm. at shallow high school in Gwinnett, and it's uh a question you often get asked when you look like, you know, black nappy head a little bit. Um, are you in, I, oh, you're in IB. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I don't like often that, you know, throughout my life I've always been in a higher education or higher classes, but uh, I don't I don't like the fact that it's a shock. I feel like that everybody should be given the benefit of the doubt. Everybody should, you should look at someone and hear them talk or hear them speak. Watch, look, see how smart they are before you can assume something. So, uh, I think for sure there is a, a, a level of discrimination when they see certain people and don't believe they can do certain things, but I don't think it's your appearance that should uh, determine how successful you are, but it's your, your work ethic and what you do. Exactly. JT? Um, I can also speak on that because I go to North Atlanta as well, and I'm not in the IB program, and so I'm in those classes with those other students, and majority of my classes are honors, but in the classes that aren't, 
majority of the class is like just black people and Hispanics. And most of the people in those classes don't even care about that class. They're just there because they basically have to be or they feel the need to just finish out because they came so far. And honestly, me, I decided not to do IB because it just seemed like a lot of work. And it wasn't like I didn't want to do it. It was just I thought I was just better off on my path that I was going on. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, yeah. And, I mean, to see other friends of mine in IB and then to see a lot of them that aren't. And then the discrimination isn't just in IB. You can go from getting there in the mornings when everybody's hanging out. The only place I don't see a lot of discrimination at is probably the 12th grade floor with all the 12th graders because they're all just intermingled. But if you go to every grade below, you'll see the white kids sitting together, the black kids, all the Hispanics all in their little groups. But you'll never see, like, just everybody together. It's not mixed up. And then it also goes to the cafeteria. In the cafeteria, there's no table where it's just, like, every single race sitting at that table. It's like everybody has their own little section where the black people sit, the white people. There's no, like, intermingling of all the groups. Yeah, definitely. Well, this has been an awesome conversation that I've had with the three of you. Um, You've united. It's an amazing program that um, more people, the listeners of Vox ATL, should definitely check out. I'm really interested in seeing what you guys have. um, And please come back to Vox so we can learn more about the progress that you guys have been making. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. For more team-created content, visit VoxATL. VoxATL. VoxATL.com.